The following podcast is an excerpt from the book Stress Undressed, available on Amazon as a paperback, ebook, and audiobook. Stress of Altered Self. In my early years as a family physician in Canada, I had the privilege of working with a young woman with a horrible seizure disorder. From the time she was an infant, she averaged 200 grand mal seizures per day. She had seen the best neurologists in several Canadian specialty centers, but showed no improvement with any medication. When she was 18 years old, there was only one other option, which would involve a major neurosurgical procedure that would separate the two halves of her brain. She was very anxious about the surgery, but at this time in her life, there were no other options. The operation was a success. She went from the 200 daily seizures to none. Everyone was ecstatic. She had achieved what both she and her family had wished. She was seizure-free, but not stress-free. Although she was now living the life she had longed for, she was unprepared for the change. It took a couple of years of regular counseling and encouragement for her to learn to live her newfound life. Any life change is stressful. A significant life change is very stressful. It involves a redefinition of self and relearning how this new self is to navigate in the world. To function in life as a human being with some sense of meaning, purpose, and direction, we all operate from a platform of self-definition. This platform is a form of ego-intactness. It is how we see and define ourselves and how we think others see us. If our self-definition becomes unfamiliar or not authentic, there will be stress. In the Bible, we are encouraged by the following verse from Romans in the New Testament. I would ask each of you to be emptied of self-promotion and not create a false image of your importance. Romans 12.3 We need an accurate, familiar self-definition to function successfully. It is essential to ask ourselves the following questions. How do you define yourself? Is that definition accurate? Has that definition changed recently? How would I like that definition to change in the future? This self-definition develops and changes throughout our lives. It is the culmination of every element that makes up who we are, our upbringing, our family of origin, our birth order, the community where we grow up, and our expectations. This self is the mix of all our life experiences, our gains, losses, rewards, encouragements, or discouragements. Our environment continually challenges this self-definition, and that environment is constantly changing. Our self-reflection, our thoughts, self-evaluation, and contemplation also challenge our self-definition. It is also impacted by what we believe and the directions our life takes. It gives our lives an emotional, 
and spiritual path. The opinions of others also challenge our self-definition. We are impacted by how family and acquaintances view us and what their expectations are of us. Then there are all the other stuff that challenges or defines our concept of self, our gender, ethnic heritage, education, physical appearance, abilities, and economic status. In other words, our self-definition is the total of what uniquely makes us an individual. You add up all these elements of who we are and what we are becoming, and you end up with a unique personality, a novel you, a psychological and spiritual fingerprint of yourself. You are an individual you, and there is no other replica of you. You are truly unique, the only you that you or your world will ever experience. So yes, you are truly unique, but what makes you unique does not make you special. Where we run into problems is when we start to define this uniqueness as something that makes us special, different, or better than the rest of humanity. We are all unique, one-of-a-kind individuals, but what makes us unique does not make us special. The more you hang on to your uniqueness to give you a sense of being special, the more you are opening yourself to stress, disappointment, conflict, and despair. If you were to take the time to sit down and write out your self-definition, it would most likely be a list of those things that make you unique and not what makes you special. Humility with a sound understanding of your uniqueness is necessary if you are to have a healthy self-definition. You are a unique one of many. It is essential to realize that 90% of the DNA in a human is identical from human to human, and only a small percentage accounts for all the differences we observe. You might be one of a kind, but so is your neighbor and the rest of the community. If you appreciate your uniqueness for what it is and live with humility, it will foster growth and strengthen your resilience. But on the other hand, if you see your unique qualities and attributes as making you special, then you are moving in the direction of excessive amounts of stress. This specialness is a product of arrogance and an unrealistic worldview that requires massive amounts of energy to maintain. Now you are working overtime to prove how special you are. It may work for a while, but eventually you will burn out. Why do you burn out? Because you are using your uniqueness to support a lie. The lie is that you are different or better than everyone else. Picture a solitary black sheep in a pasture of many white sheep. This gathering of sheep is a picture of uniqueness, a single black sheep in a herd of white sheep. To the sheep, color does not matter. A sheep is a sheep. As sheep, they are free to enjoy what it means to be part of a herd, not straining to prove themselves better or more special than the others. What makes this sheep special 
makes all sheep special. They are sheep, and that is special. Color or wool density does not matter. Now, picture a solitary llama standing in a field of many white sheep. This gathering is the picture of specialness. He sort of looks the same, eats the same diet, but no matter how much energy this llama spends, he will never be a sheep. He will always know something is just not right. If you want to increase the stress in your life, live like the black sheep who thinks he is a llama by thinking you are special, somehow better or more deserving than everyone else because of your status, pain history, education, skin color, gender, ethnicity, and so on. If you live this way, you will dramatically increase your life stress. Be content being a sheep, just as special as all the other sheep. How do issues with our self-definition cause stress? What are the pressures that cause an alteration in our self-definition? As we walk the path of life, the self-definition that we so dearly cling to is challenged daily. It is challenged most directly by either an experience of loss or experience of gain. We are most acutely aware of this pressure when we experience a significant loss. Loss of a spouse, marriage, child, job, or loss of health is very stressful. You are forced to see yourself as being different than you are used to defining yourself and it will take time to adjust to this change in status. A significant change in any form is a threat to our self-definition and is, therefore, stressful. This ongoing form of stress will drain our resilience, but if handled properly, it can be utilized to build resilience. The area we often do not define as stressful is when we experience gains such as a hard-fought-for goal achieved or a desire realized. We become so accustomed to operating in life with a fixed self-definition that we do not recognize that the definition will have to change when we reach our goals. A study has shown that 60% of those who complete the Boston Marathon end up depressed within the next month. How could achieving this goal result in depression? It takes about two years to prepare and qualify to run the Boston Marathon. All the while, you are defining yourself as training for the Boston Marathon. You work hard, get up early in the morning, change your diet, adjust your social calendar. You know how to live your life as someone training to run the Boston Marathon. So when you reach your goal, you have to change how you have previously defined yourself because you are no longer training to achieve that goal. This self-definition change can be very stressful. So how do we deal with the stress of altered self-definition? Is there a way to accommodate to change that does not take years? Yes, there are several things you can do that may lessen the negative impact when your self-definition is challenged, attacked, or altered by gain or loss. These actions require honesty, 
humility, and time. Firstly, you will need to separate yourself from all the emotion and commotion of life. Turn off all your electronic devices that continuously invade your solitude and take some quiet time. Use this time of solitude as an opportunity to take inventory and set aside some of the twisted concepts of what you have come to believe makes you special. Your skin color, gender, ethnic group, physical features, age, physical abilities, group memberships, values, beliefs, accomplishments, educations, failures, experience of trauma or abuse, physical pain, illnesses, possessions, job, social status, and on and on make you unique, but do not make you special. Identify and address false beliefs as they present. For most of our lives, we operate with the false belief that we are in some way immortal, that our life on earth will go on forever. But this is just not true. We exist, this side of heaven, with a limited shelf life. As I write these words this morning, it is my 23,879th day on earth. My father lived a healthy lifestyle and managed to live a total of 32,461 days, which was within a few days of how long his father lived. So, if all goes well, I have about 8,582 days left. How many of those days do I want to be consumed by bitterness, anger, jealousy, or fear? The answer to that question would be none. We are only here for a limited time. The lines on the fingerprint of your soul are not as important as what you do with that fingerprint. Live your life deliberately. Live your life humbly. Take an honest inventory of how you have defined yourself. During this time, journaling can be very productive. Who are you? What events have shaped your view of you? Who do you want to be? What do you want your children or grandchildren to say about you at your funeral? If you strip away all the elements of uniqueness, you will be left with what it means to be a human being. At the core of who you are, you will find that you are very much alone. It is up to you to ask and answer these hard questions of who you are, and then you will need to take full responsibility for the consequences of those decisions and directions. If you conclude that human life is a random chance happening, you will have to wrestle with the consequences of ultimate meaninglessness with no basis for morality. If, on the other hand, you look at the incredible order, diversity, and beauty around and determine that this must be the work of a benevolent creator, then you will have to wrestle with what you should do about your relationship to that creator. Should you seek that creator or try to hide? If you perform this inventory, you will find a lot of the stress you've been carrying will melt away. After you have done the challenging and humbling work of self-evaluation, then there is an opportunity for reinvention. 
Not only do you get to redefine yourself, but you get to redefine yourself with a lot less stress. How would you like to define yourself? If your stress is in the area of an altered self, then separate, contemplate, journal, and reinvent. I hope that by being able to visualize the elements or categories of stress, that it will encourage an ability to get hold of stress so it does not get hold of you. Hopefully, these tools will help you deal with the stress that comes from the pressure of a changed self-definition.